bust. Just absolutely bust. You're talking about bust. Just absolutely bust. Bust. Absolutely bust. Yo, welcome back to the Just Absolutely Boxing Podcast. It's round 15, man. My name's Ant. What's going on, P? Same old same, man. We, you know, back for another one. Oh, yeah. Keeping it moving, man. Oh, yeah, for real, man. And and today we'll be talking about Demetrius Andre, his fight this past Saturday. I actually just, you know, got to watch it this morning. You know, I didn't get a chance to watch it last night. But um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about AJ, Anthony Joshua, and his uh, step-in opponent. And just talk about the heavyweight division in general, just these matchups and how, how it makes you feel. And then we're going to talk about the big fight, Guillermo Rigondeaux versus uh, Vasil Lomachenko. But... Uh, also, we want to talk a little bit about Thursday night, P. Yeah. You know, the Durham the Durham Thursday night fights at the Durham Armory. The atmosphere was pretty <clears throat> it was pretty big, man. Uh it turned out to be a more energy than I thought on a Thursday, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we said, it's we encourage people to come out because it's really entertaining. They got music, they got DJs, they got food, drinks. Um, and it's just like a live atmosphere, you know, people cheering on there. You know, hometown heroes, some of them. So it's just, it's just, it's just a good night, you know. Yeah, yeah. It get live because you can hear like some people behind us. You know, they just cheering oh, yeah. on their people. Oh and yeah, oh out. yeah. And it's it's a place that you can do that. You can yell. You can scream. I mean, that's it's 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 a fight. <laughs> yeah, it's a fight. You want to hear you know that? You I mean, know? so. Yep. As long as they ain't screaming crazy stuff. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, and I mean, at the while, I don't care what they screaming. Yeah. It, can, it can get on my nerves. It you know what I'm like, saying? But you, like you said, it's but, the atmosphere. You know, it's the atmosphere. Man. You know, you know what you're getting into. You know, it's not like like we were talking about fight parties. You know, at home, Absolutely. you don't want to hear that crap at home. You know, Absolutely. you want to you want quiet Absolutely. so you focus on the fight. But um, overall, they had some pretty good fights. They had uh, Rock Nation's Demarney Rock. Yeah, I think that's he want to fight said. against um, his opponent Juan Good. He won a decision. Yeah, um, he's a heavyweight. Right? Yeah, he's in the heavyweight division. But uh, it, that was a pretty good fight. And then there was uh, I got Blake Blake Mansfield. He was the guy. It must have been like a favorite. He had somebody cheering behind yeah. us, and he scored a knockout too. And then there's uh, Donnie Marshall. He's from Raleigh, uh-huh. and he has a pretty big following because he he trains at uh, Jawbreaker Boxing. Yeah, it's up on Glenwood Ave, and. Um, he scored a unanimous decision. Uh, you know, he comes in ripped yeah. until he really takes it serious. Yeah, he seemed like a cool guy. Yeah. Mm. And then was Joseph it? Jackson. Yeah. Joseph Jackson and uh, Monrico Goldstein. Yeah, that was real. That yeah. was a real one. Yeah, because yeah. that one was right before that. It was almost like a Crawford knockdown. Yeah, but he it scored was. that because it, it was like a straight right hand, and he just went down. Man. And on, on top of that, they both were undefeated. Right. Yeah, right. so it was a big thing, right. you know, right. that, when that fight, it right. was a little bit of tension there. But, uh... But Joseph Jackson, you could tell that he was going to be the dominant one. He kind of had, uh, what's his name, on the back foot, Goldstein yeah. on the back foot. And it was just a pretty accurate right hand. Man. Yeah. But like, but it was a good fight, and because both the guys came in in shape. I didn't know a whole lot about either guy, and, but they looked apart. The I didn't know how to call a fight. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They both looked game. Yeah, they both looked, yeah. And, um, of course, there was the upset. You know, uh, Stevie Massey from Charlotte, he knocked out the Durham's favorite, Marco Bailey. Thursday night, we seen two, you know, two kind of dangerous knock knockouts. You know, sometimes we see guys Career take changing. a fall, yeah, yeah, whatever. But these guys, these were pretty devastating knockouts, and that was um, that was just a thing to see that that quick it can happen, that easy it can happen. We have to respect these guys for getting in there because any day, yeah, you know, can be your last. Even on, on a, a smaller level, these guys are local, but mm-hmm. you know, it's still the same risk. Yeah. And for local fans that came out to see it, that's what we mean, like, when one punch can change anything, right. like can change the game. I mean, right. you know, you can either come back from that type of knockout or you could disappear. Right. And, you know, it's going to be up to those guys like Marco Bailey and Mariko Golson to come back from that. So, mm-hmm. But overall, yeah, man, the energy, I liked it. 
you know, it was, it was fun. Got a chance to meet. Uh, oh, yeah, don't we can't forget Hasim Rahman Jr. Exactly. He showed up for his fight, but apparently his opponent didn't want to show up. Uh, which was very, that's very upsetting. disappointing, man. Yeah, that, for the fans I, and for him. That, that To me, that's more upsetting. Like, if my fighter, that's more upsetting than seeing my fighter get knocked out. Mm-hmm. If my fighter chose not to come out, I would be pissed. Right. And even the fashion he did it, dude. You know, this, oh, this was supposed man, to be the second fight. Something he claimed was wrong with the glove. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to put this, put this fight on later. They gave this mm-hmm. dude like an hour to get his mind together. Mm-hmm. And he still went on with the whole song and dance and never came out. It was just so yeah, that, unprofessional, dude. It you was because it, it was like he was supposed to be like the second or third fight. And, you know, they gave him the chance. They said, we're going to put the fight off. Exactly. Then by... Like the sixth or seventh fight in, same thing. And then you looked at me, you said it was like 10 minutes. You said, I don't think this guy wants to yeah, fight. Yeah, man, it was, it was crazy, dude. It was crazy. And I kind you know, we both wanted to see Hassan Jr., you yeah, know, perform. perform. You know, he's yeah. an up and coming heavyweight trying to make his mark in the heavyweight division, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a bit disappointing. Yeah, it was. I mean, but shout out to Hassan Rahman and Jr., you know, they were definitely, you know, definitely. his dad's a cool dude. Yeah, you know, he shook my hand, yeah. the, the big ass hand, you yeah. know, the hand that knocked Lynx Lewis yes, out, sir. you yeah. know, about Crush Mine. But yeah. yeah, he's a cool dude. Man. Uh, big shout out to um, Hassan for keeping it a thousand with me and Aunt, you know, a thousand. So that was some real Baltimore love right there. Appreciate oh, yeah. it. And um, I, there's not many details yet, but there's supposed to be another car in like December. December the December second. Yeah. yeah, December second. Yeah. And um, he's supposed to hopefully be on that car. So hopefully yeah. he gets an opponent that'll show up. You know. So for all those Baltimore transients down here in the North Carolina area, come out and support, you know, somebody from the hometown. I mean, they need to see that love in the crowd, you know. Definitely. But um, moving on to uh, this past Saturday, yesterday. Yeah, you mentioned it to me because I actually forgot. But uh, Demetrius Andre, he had a fight on boxing after dark. Yeah, I didn't know till this you morning. Didn't know it till this I didn't morning. know till this morning. I seen yeah. it, you know. So you texted me, and I said, "Oh man, I gotta go back and look at." It. So I just pulled up the app and went back and watched it. Um, he was fighting a guy named Atlantis Fox. I don't know much about him. Mm. He's a tall middleweight, and uh, yeah, just a FYI, the, the fight took place at middleweight. That's what I was going to say. That This yeah. was his middleweight his debut. debut. Yeah, okay. his debut at middleweight. Wow. He gave up his uh, junior middleweight belt to wow. campaign as a middleweight. But uh, overall, I'd say his performance is, unfortunately, he still has the goods to win, but it wasn't like we saw a top-notch boo-boo. Really? You know, we you seen decline? Not decline, but rust. Like, okay. he needs to shake some things off and just stay stay busy he just has to stay busy like yeah. we talked about if last time else, to yeah, me that's busy. that's the only issue because he looked good legs looked good he didn't have stamina issues nothing like that um he's still quick to pull the trigger he has some good reflexes i mean he was handling a guy that was like six foot five okay and you know but um there was one moment like the mid rounds too where they the referee said boo boo got knocked down but yeah it, it wasn't a knockdown he, he just got hit with a punch at the same time his legs just like came out from under him okay. and the referee counted as a knockdown but he still kept his cool and you know he pulled out the unanimous decision but um from here you know Andre he's talking about you know he wants to fight either Canelo Lemieux uh, Triple G as they're saying something about he's gonna have like a three fight deal with uh, HBO so mm-hmm. from here, you know, he just wants the big fights. Okay. And I always, you know, give him props because he's a guy that does call out names, but it's just like you're not staying busy enough for right. me, you know. You right. got to stay in there, right. not just for the fans, <clears throat> but for your physical being, you know, because like I said, he didn't look like the top-notch boo-boo that I've seen in the past. Right. But um, Right. And let's make a point about that. And when we say guys need to stay busy, it's, I mean, it is for the fans. We would like to see these guys performing, but that's just – part of a boxer's regiment you have to stay in there doing your craft that's how you stay sharp and get better you know it's not like a a basketball player or or some of these other sports once again that just how different boxing is you know you have to stay in there whether it's high level or lower level competition you need to constantly be in there you that's the only way you get better at this is constantly being in the ring so that's what we mean when we yeah. say guys have to stay busy you know mm-hmm. we don't want to say oh just because we want to see him fighting because it if you're not busy it can cost you you yeah. know what i mean it has mm-hmm. a side effect of not 
you know, result of not being busy. It can affect you. With boxing, like you said, there's there's nobody to pick up your slack. It's all you. It's all you. It's all you. If you if you lacking in this department, then you might. There's nobody to blame but you. Mm. You know, there's nobody to blame but you. But um, from this fight, do you would you rather see him campaign as a middleweight or a junior middleweight now? Well, to be honest, I haven't seen the fight, but the highlights that I've seen, um, campaigning at one sixty, I would like to see it, but he has to be busy because he won't be able to stand being rusty against, you know, some of these guys at 160. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, I like mean, he a, ought to be a hundred percent. Yeah. Like a Danny Jacobs, Danny Jacobs, Lemieux, you can't you come know, in there. Lemieux, rusty you know, triple yeah. G, any of these guys, mm-hmm. I mean, it, any of these guys on any given day, he could beat them. I mean, he's young. He's that good. He's got the skill set to beat him, but he got to be a hundred percent. You know, he's got to be a hundred percent. Especially with, Charlo being in there. Charlo, division, you know. You know, you you really got to stay busy at this point. Um uh, maybe 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 two more fights I like to see him in there with a big name. Mm-hmm. You know, just to make sure he has what he has cuz like I said in the past when I've seen him, he had something like a Crawford, but just that layoff since um March. And in that fight, he didn't look too good. You know, he looked he looked decent, but it's like it's like the inactivity it can really affect you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? You can still you can be young, but if you're not if you're not active, it can play a big role in it because your mind's not, you know, constantly thinking of fighting. You're right. thinking of when right. can I get a fight? Right, so, right, right. Your body your reflexes. I mean, you know, a lot of that is mem- muscle memory. So if you're not constantly doing it, you know, that can affect your. It can affect everything. You just have to stay busy. Yeah. You do. But um. Yeah, I mean, from here, I really like to just see Andre just stay busy. And if he wants to campaign a middleweight, then, you know, I'd like to see a Triple G fight. Granted, if the Canelo rematch doesn't happen, I'd like yeah. to see a, you know, Andre Triple G fight maybe sometime next year. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason it can't happen now. I mean, <clears throat> to be honest, any of the, I would love to see him mix up with any of those names you just mentioned. Lemieux, mm-hmm. Jacobs. Triple G can I get one of those guys yeah. by next year because it, 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 that's interesting. I mean, Boo Boo, he is on, you know, another level skill wise. So it'll be, it would be good to see how he matches up against the elite at 160. And besides that, we haven't seen nothing really from him at 154. This is your time to shine. It's brand new. It's a fresh start. Yeah. Come in and, you know, come in with a bang. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he can because, yeah, I felt like there was just so much time wasted at 154. There were yeah. so many guys that we wanted to see him fight. Yeah. You know, Charlos, uh, Lara, everybody, Canelo. There was just so many fights. But right. since that time was wasted, and, I mean, he is, you know, he's a decent-sized guy, so he looks like he can make 160 easy. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just see him move on and get a fresh start from there. Right, you know, right, so, right. Because he definitely has a skill to carry himself there. Like, I don't really see – him and Triple G is a mismatch. No, not you know, at people all. Were, people were wanting to see that fight whenever he had his WBO belt. It was like, that would make a good matchup, mm-hmm. more so than Laura Triple G, you know? Yeah, and and that's another thing, and it's not like, I mean, it the fights are that much more juicier for him at 154. I mean, honestly, at 160, they get a little bit juicier to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was good fights in both divisions. It's not like he's moving up to 160 and it's going to be mm-hmm. – Nobody there. It's people there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of good fights for him at 160 that people would be very interested in seeing. That's without a doubt. Yeah. And and since that time has passed him, if he wants to solidify his legacy now, he's doing the right move, you know, taking on a bigger division. Right. I mean, there's more money there, too. So, I mean, yeah, the Triple G Canelo fight. It's definitely guaranteed more money for him mm-hmm. and bigger challenges, so that way he can catch up to his legacy. Right. You know? So kind of like with Ward when he came back from his inactivity, you know, he moved up to one seventy five, and right. you see he capped his career off now. So, I mean, yeah, from here I just want to see him in big fights now. Stay yeah. active, man. But um, moving on to this Saturday coming October twenty eighth at about five p.m. Eastern time. Anthony Joshua, he's going to be taking on Carlos, I want to say, Takam. He's from France. 
But Carlos, he stepped in as a replacement for Pulev, Kubrat Pulev, because, you know, he claims he has an injury. Mm-hmm. So he claims he has an injury. So Tagum, he's taking his place. But um, it just seems like to me <clears throat> right now, it just feels like the heavyweight division, as much as we have the talent, we're kind of getting a lot of disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right now at the end of the year, we shouldn't be getting that kind of disappointment. First, uh, Luis Ortiz, he pulls out. Right, right. Uh, testing dirty. And now you have Pulev pulls out. And mind you, you know, he was officially suspended a day or two ago. Ortiz. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it is official. Well, I mean, that is what it is, man. So, but Pulev, of course, he's not, he wasn't really considered as much of a challenge as mm-hmm. Ortiz, but it was a fight in the right direction. He is, you know, ranked higher than this uh, Carlos Takam. But um, right. I really just feel like, the road, the road to Wilder Joshua, as far as the level of significance fights they've taken, there's really, it just seems like it's less exciting to me. It is to me. I just rather say, okay, both the opponents didn't, you know, both the opponents pulled out. Wilder Joshua, just make it. Yeah, I just rather see that. What about you? That's the same way I feel because, um, you know, and I, to me it seems like Wilder's game. I don't know how game Joshua is, and I know. He has a machine around him. They want to make sure that they perfectly step him the right way. And that seems like that's kind of the holdup. And, you know, it's a lot of politics around him. It's a lot of people making money off Anthony Joshua. It's a lot of people to stand to make money and big money off of him. So it's a lot of, I think, people around him is trying to make sure everything. But, I mean, this is the fight game. If he loses, it's not over, you know. It's not the end of his career. You know, and I I agree with you on that. Okay, these guys are pulling out. Okay, I mean, go ahead and make this make this happen right now. You know what I mean? Because the other fights, people don't didn't really want to see and this Takam guy. I've never heard of him. So I mean, yeah, I mean, and then anything can happen, and it's still kind of dangerous in another aspect because this guy could come and expose you. You yeah. know, he could come and get that lucky punch, and then boom. Okay, well, you lost to a guy. That's nobody ever heard of, you know, the, the, the wilder Joshua fight might definitely be pushed, pushed back, you know, from something like that. You know, it's just like you say, and the, the talent is there for a long time. The talent wasn't in the heavyweight division. The talent is there. But now it seems like the politics is starting to, you know, come in and make it messy again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, because, uh, yeah, like going back to what you were saying, um, you know, somebody. Somebody can lose, but it won't really knock your stock down because, right. I mean, this is the heavyweight division. That's what makes it exciting. One punch right. can end it all. It can and end it all. We had guys in the past, everybody from, you know, Joe Frazier, Joe Lewis, all them. They had L's, but right. it didn't really destroy their career. It didn't. And I think with Joshua, they see him as just his money man as far as endorsements over there and just all of this big attraction just because of his looks and everything. Right. They want to hold on to that. Oh, and for so long, but if he's as good as he, they push him as, this fight is what he should take, you know? Right, right. Because, I mean, you already fought Klitschko. I mean, what that, more yeah, do you that's need the, Yeah, that's way higher than you should be regarding Wilder. You yeah. know, Klitschko, you, you know You should be showing I mean? up at Wilder's press conference. Exactly. You know, and, or y'all should exactly. be meeting somewhere in the middle. Exactly. Because exactly. Joshua, I don't really... It was like you were saying, I don't really see him as this this promising boxer, boxer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see him as an Ali type. No. And no. I just feel like his no. physical frame, it can be a gift and a curse. You know, gifts can be intimidating to some people. But as far as just being that that type of CrossFit body, your cardio is low. I mean, yeah, he's an entertaining fighter. But I mean, I think what he, he can get better, but... What he has now is is what's really going to make him. Yeah, because think about it like this, and the guy's getting a late start in the game. I mean, yeah. he's not nineteen twenty. You know, Mike Tyson was the champion of the world mm-hmm. at you know nineteen twenty years old. I mean, so even before then, he was you know knocking out big guys fourteen, fifteen years old. Joshua's got a late late start in the game, and it's like, how much better did you expect to get? You know, especially when you're at this late a, in the game. Yeah, especially when you already got a belt. And yeah, you I mean you're the champion. Yeah, you, 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 you are the champion. It's 
mm-hmm. you don't become champion to really get better. And when you're the champion, it's how to defend the belt. Yeah, you know what I mean? As much as they do that to other guys where they say you got a belt, now you got to you gotta hold hold your name to it. You know, I don't see anything special about him where he don't right. have to do the same. Because right. that'd be like me saying, uh, you know, you beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. Now, I got, oh, I got to go back and practice with these other guys. I mean, right. come on, right. you, you right. knock Klitschko right. out. Right. That's why I don't know, like, should he have taken that fight? He knocked him out. But, I mean, and you made this big statement from here. It's just going to get harder. You can't go back. Dude, and that's what I was just thinking. Like, maybe they should have recalculated that decision and said maybe we shouldn't take this Klitschko fight because if we take it and win it's going to make more dangerous fights more more dangerous fights you know that more pressing for us and we not really in that position you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. they should have thought about that but they wanted the gold quick and this is the price you pay Yeah, you know you go, you got the gold the glory now you gotta you know hold it down to be honest you yeah. know yeah because for example uh, it's on a lower level with Jeff Horn but you know him getting his gift decision against Pacquiao you know, you got a lot of people knocking his, knocking on his door now. Right. You know, now that he right. got that win, they want to fight him because they right. see something in him, holes in his game. Right. Because they feel like, hey, he ain't ready. Same with AJ. I mean, you knock Klitschko out, but you got that belt. So other guys are like, hey, I can take him. Right. And, you know, that's like I said, once you once you beat that champion, they ain't know where you're going from there. But up. But up. And that's what you want, right? Right. That's what, Supposedly, that's what you, want. you know. Because, so. I mean. Wilder, as much as people hate on Wilder, Wilder's been saying nothing but, you know, he's just been saying things that make me say he wants to fight. Right. I right. mean, he was actually going to go over there and commentate to try to, you know, kind of lure, lure Joshua yeah, in. Antagonize him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, antagonize him a little yeah. bit. You know, he said, I'll go over there. And now, most recently, they were saying that Wilder may have to take a bigger pay cut just to fight him. Yeah. I mean, what does the money have to do yeah. with the with the fight, with yeah. the actual performance? I've seen him playing the money game now. But like yeah. we said that in the last episode, was signs that guys don't want to fight. That's a sign. Start man. messing with their money. You know. Yeah. And this is my thing, too, Ant. I mean, realistically speaking, AJ would fare better by getting KO'd by Wilder than he would this Takam guy. A Pulev or one of these lower level guys, you know, that's something he has to think about too. Anything can happen. And if they knock you out, you're done. Wilder knock you out. Oh, that Wilder, he got the, he's bomb squad. You know, he oh, caught him. Yeah. You know, they could have went either way. But if one of these guys catch you, his stock going to drop. And that's, a, that's, a, that's something you had to be careful with too. And, yeah. you know, trying to walk a guy through giving them the easier route, you know, because anything can happen. Yeah, especially heavyweight. There is no yeah, easy route. Yeah, There's you no know? easy route. Every you guy want to come in there and they could just swing one time and right. you could be lights out. Right. And, right. Uh, yeah, going back to Takam, he does have the experience. He's 35 and 3. Okay. Um, he, he's only lost to three times Joseph Parker. He got stopped by Pavetkin, okay. which I don't know if we can really count that. Exactly. Again, he doesn't have dirty he is. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we won't even count that. So he has two legit losses and, you know, they were both decisions. So I'm thinking we haven't really seen him fight outside of Europe. You know, he's been fighting France and so on, but th- this could be a guy that might have his number. You I never mean, know. I mean, he's know. 60, like six foot two. He's a big guy. I saw him, you know, he's, he's kind of a wide guy. So I'm thinking he might know something about Joshua. You don't know. All right. You know, it could go two ways, you know, it could be a short night but it could be another boxing lesson. Right. Because Dylan White gave him, gave um, Joshua trouble. He gave him hell. He, he rocked him. Hell, yeah. He rocked him. You yeah. know, he was on, he was on Queer Street for a second. On. Yeah. So, um, you know, we just, we just never know. And then, you know, once again, like you say, the heavyweight division, 200 pound fist coming at you, dude, is, is anybody can win. Anybody you know what I'm saying? Anybody can win that game, man. That's what's, that's what it's like. If if the money's if the money's right, if the fights, you know, people want to see that fight. Just what are you gonna do? Just make it happen. I mean, like you said, I'd rather see him lose the Wilder than lose the one of these guys. Exactly. And um, like you said, just the heavyweight division. So now we're forced to see, you know, Anthony Joshua fight this guy that we're really not familiar with. You know, they're selling us this fight 
which I mean, we don't know the guy, so how can we be interested? Mm-hmm. And then we have Wilder, you know, being forced to face Stavern again, which is another like kind of letdown for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything could happen in these fights, but th- we went from, you know, definitely one fight that we definitely wanted to see and a fight that we would have watched to two fights that we really we not sure excited about. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's yeah. just, it's just that thing. It's not Wilder's fault. Mm-hmm. It ain't Wilder's fault. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, I mean, it is what it is. But um, it's sad that this is, is, you know, got to a level in the heavyweight division where there's some talent there now, you know, and there's mm-hmm. some names coming up that we haven't mentioned, you know, but it's some talent there now and it's time to be the crown jewel of the sport again. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got small guys getting big, bigger paydays in some of the heavyweights, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So. Yeah, because like every other division out there has been making it happen. They've yeah. been making moves. They've yeah. been making the power moves now, like welterweight, light heavyweight. Exactly. You know, these smaller weights. Smaller weights. They're yeah, making exactly. the fights. They're making the fights where it's like they taking over. Because I mean, over. back in 2005, when, you know, Klitschko was in his reign, we didn't really have no names back then. Like right. the heavyweight division wasn't of like who's who. Right. But now. You, you you starting to get there. Right, now we're starting to get fresh. there. Yeah, you're starting yeah. to get fresh. So mm-hmm. now people want to see a Wilder, Ortiz, Wilder, Joshua, Joshua. Right. They want to see that. They want to see that, you know, mix up. Right. Like they used to see back in the day. Back in the day. But now it's like you're saying, they're just playing that politic game. You come here. No, nah, money's less. No, nah, I'll wait. I got, I'm not ready. Right. You know, exactly. any type of excuse. So You can be a champion, but you don't have to be ready to fight. I mean, what? that's what I'm saying. You can be a champion, a world world champion, yeah. and you can say, no, I ain't ready yet. Can't a champion is ready for anything yeah. at that weight class. In my yeah. eyes, a champion yeah. should be ready to, to, to take on any challenge at his weight class. Yeah. And maybe one down or one up. I give him that because some people are willing to do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just... It's crazy. Yeah, you get tired of people playing them type of favorites because, like, with shout out to Tank Davis. People, when he got his belt, people were riding him saying that he's got no time to go back now. He's not allowed to take no fights. Why he get in there mm-hmm. with Lomachenko and so on, you know? Right. They want to ride him and say, you know, go ahead and fight these big fights now. So, you know, you're young and you get a belt. Yeah, you just have to keep going on and on. Right. I mean, like, with. Again, with Joshua, once you face somebody like Klitschko, why would you want to turn back? Turn back, yeah. You know? You know? I mean, everything everything you prepare for that fight should prepare you for Wilder. And, and think about it like this, too, Ant, from the psychological aspect. If you just kind of destroyed the guy who had, you know, the heavyweight division or lock for, for, for years, you know, worthy adversary, you know, you just you should be coming off a high a arrogance. You shouldn't be coming off. I'm not ready. You know what I'm saying? Think mm-hmm. about that. Something like that will boost mm-hmm. your ego. You yeah. know, it's surprising that he is like the opposite. He's no, I'm not ready for Wilder. Maybe in eighteen, two thousand eighteen. Maybe in two thousand nineteen. Just all this stuff, and it's like you know, you just beat Klitschko. I mean, he dominated the heavyweight. That that wasn't an easy thing to do. And you did you know? it in dramatic fashion in dramatic fashion you got back off the canvas know, and stopped him and stopped him and so why would you want to why would you want to take a step back i mean you're I supposed to be know. riding that high because no other fight out is going to prepare you for wilder yeah you know and yeah. i mean no other fight's going to really fine-tune your skills for what's to come especially with this level of opponent and and you know that's another thing that you know that's probably another show but like the heart of a fighter do you have to have that because it's a lot of nice guys who don't really seem to necessarily have that killer instinct some of them do we do have a andre mm-hmm. ward we do have danny jacobs guys you know triple g who were nice but turn it on but then it's like a guy like aj can he turn into that aggressive person when it's time you know, because some guys, I think, fall short just being nice guys. Like a, a perfect example is a guy like a Stevie Forbes. I mean, Stevie Forbes was just a really nice guy. You know, he never, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was a good fighter. Yeah. But it just seemed like he never was in there for the kill. He was never. You know, like he a, fought De La Hoya. And I mean, the whole fight, mm-hmm. all the commentators were talking about, oh, mm-hmm. this is a spawn match. He's taking it easy on De La yeah. Hoya. You know, he's just a nice guy or whatever. There's some guys, yeah, I know what you mean. They could just be these technically sound guys, but sometimes you got to be a dog. Yeah, man. sometimes you got to be a dog because you're I in a fight. Yeah, that'd be another good episode we got to talk about because there's 
in boxing, I've always said this. Even my dad, he's always said there's 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 bullies and then there's guys with mean streaks. You know, like there's guys that they know when to turn it on, mm-hmm. or then there's bullies that just like Ricardo Mayorga, you yeah. know, just the bully type. But then there's those mean guys like Crawford that you see the killer in them. Oh yeah, Andre Ward, oh, Vander yeah. Holyfield, you see it in them oh, yeah. where it's like whenever I got you hurt, I'm taking you out. Right. Or, you know, this is the fight that we need to do. So let's make it happen. But like Joshua, he's kind of that movie star in boxing. You know, he's yeah. kind of been pampered yeah. a little bit. So, and hey. I think he's just dependent on his power for so long where it's like his power kind of carries him and not his attitude, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and we, you know, in his defense, I think I really like him. He's a humble yeah, like guy. Him. But it has to be intoxicating because it's not his fault. These things are coming to him, man. They're being presented to him on a silver platter. You know, I mean, the magazine covers the award. You know, he's in that position. It's not his fault. Yeah. But a lot of these things are coming to him on the silver platter. You know what I'm saying? And um. And we could definitely say like, if it was one of us, you know, exactly. What would you do? Yeah. What would you you do? I mean, he's come from you know not such a good background. So you know, what would you do? And I just want to say that you know, like he's not a bad guy. I don't dislike Mm -hmm. him. We're just kind of stating the facts and 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 the history of boxing. It's not what we think. It's been proven in history. You know. Right. It's just the yeah the choices around him that are being made and the decisions you make. I mean. I mean, like we said, we've seen so many champions and so many would-be champions where it's like you you kind of know a fighter is kind of ducking or avoiding another fighter. Right. Should they, you know, are they ducking them for the right reasons? I mean, Cause that's another question. Uh, is, there a, is there ever a right time for a fighter to duck somebody? I mean, not to me. You're in the fight, Ant. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, like, what did I, what did, I think we was on the phone and I said, what if you could duck all the fights on the street? What if you, you say, know. oh, no, I ain't going to fight him. No, yeah. I'm a, then that would be the perfect world. You know, I'm going oh, to fight him because I know I can beat him. Ooh. It don't work like that. Right. You got to fight who they put in front of you. You right. know what I mean? he gets older or something. Yeah. You, know, you, yeah, you no. can't do that in life, no, you know, no, or, or just your no, regular challenges. No. Like, you know, if you got to get some, you know, if you got to get some, if you want to get promoted, you know, if you want to do it right then, don't be scared. You got to go ahead and do it. Don't say, right. I'm going to wait another day or I'm going to wait till I think this is right. Sometimes you can't wait for this situation to be right. You got to right. go ahead and take it. Right. Exactly. Go ahead. Jump out the window. Yeah. Because, you know? I mean, taking Wilder now is it. Right. You know, what, Klitschko, Wilder on your record. You, say if you do beat him, you know, why would you want to go Klitschko, Takam, you know, Joseph Parker or whoever. Right. You, you know? had to explain that yeah, to the keep... people in the, in the Hall of Fame, you know. Yeah. Well, why did you, you know, if I touch it? You know, I mean, but. When, when you look back at Mike Tyson, he fought Trevor Burbick, um, Tony Tucker, Larry it went Holmes. Up. It went up. Terrell from, Biggs yeah. just kept going. Quick Tillis. He just kept going. Yeah. The, the, the big yeah. names in there. Yeah. So I'm like, if you don't have that many big names, just go ahead and get wild. Simple as that, man. You know what I'm saying? When lose a draw, go ahead and get it over with. If you lose, go back to the drawing board and come back. I mean, it could be this could be a trilogy. You know, we don't know. Yeah. It's been in history, fighters have fought in many different combinations and cycles and years later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just don't know. So I mean it's a fight that we have to see at heavyweight. Just that's the bottom line. Yeah. You know, sooner than later. Sooner than later. And I could just say too, if this was like 80s, 70s, 80s, it would already happen. Right, it would have happened. Or the 90s, it, it would have already happened. But, um, Things, they both fight this month, right? November, I mean. Yeah, so, that fight's, uh, you talking about uh, AJ. Joshua. Oh, that's this Saturday coming. Oh, AJ fight Saturday, yeah. okay. okay. It's well, on that's... UK time, so it'll be like 5 p.m. on Showtime. Okay. It's, it's live. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll just see what happens. You know, after yeah. these guys, get through these guys and go from there. Yep. But um, speaking of the right fights being made in other divisions. Yama Rigondeaux, Vasil Lomachenko. That's the real one, man. <laughs> you know, this is a way to cap the year off. You know, last last big fight of December. You know, they've been talking about this for like three, four years. Uh, the whole money thing, weight issues. But finally, you know, Guillermo Rigondeaux, he's been getting online and, you know, calling Lomachenko out. You know, hitting his promoters up like, hey. You know, he want to show he's the best. He got to go through me. Right. And they finally taking the fight. And, and it's happening, man. Like, what was your first reaction? Um, 
of course, I was super excited. I'm a big Rick and Dial fan. Um, have been for a few years now. Um, but, um, it's, it's kind of a bittersweet moment for me, Ant, because it's like a lot of different factors that can come into play, which makes this fight. Um, I don't know. I just honestly want to say I wish it had happened earlier in their careers. You know, I mean, it's the age factor. You know, Riggin Dial was 36, you know, which is kind of older for a boxer. You know what I'm saying? He He's looking at retirement. He said that like two days ago, yeah, that, you that know, after this fight. Yeah, so it's like, well, Dad, when somebody mentioned retirement, you kind of get into, you know, where is their head really at? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the weight, you know what I mean? He is, he's, he, you know, to going up to weight class. I just don't want the guy to say, have all these advantages, and we'd be like, I told you so. You know what I mean? Because skill for skill, I think he blows. Lomachenko out the water, but he's given up a lot of, you know, advantages to, to this kid, you know, and, um, I wish it could have happened early in their career, but I'm still super excited. I'm still team rigging Diaw. Mm-hmm. I still believe that skills win fights and Loma has skills, but I still think rigging Diaw, you know, has the skills and the experience to pull this out. I mean, at the end of the day, too, and we can't, you know, both of these guys are two-time gold medal Olympic winners. I mean, I think they got almost a thousand fights combined. The pedigree is there. The, 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 the experience is there. You know, these guys are going to be boxing on a higher level, but, you know, it's still a couple factors that come into play that can determine the outcome of a fight. You know what I mean? But, um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I am. Yeah, same here, man. Cause like, what do you think about that stuff, man? What do you think about the weight, the age, the you know the retirement statement? I mean, how do you well, interpret all that stuff? Um, well, first, I really when the fight was announced and it was finally made, I was just kind of like glad it was made. But at the same time, it's kind of a scary situation for Rigo. I, I ain't mm-hmm. gonna lie, it, it's scary because. The guy, yeah, he's about 37, almost, you know, almost 38. And, you know, anybody can age overnight in, in boxing. And at that age, he's still a small guy, you know, 120, 119, five foot five. So he's giving up a lot right now. Cause I think that, yeah, if the fight happened maybe two or three years ago, I really, really, put my money on him just because he still has the, you know, he would still have a little bit more youth on his side. But right now I feel like this fight is really just going to really come down to his skill. You know, he's a, he's really have to depend on his skill because yeah, at 37, anything can happen. You know, you can't really, you can't really depend on youth at that point. Now you have to go with the, everything you've ever learned in boxing. Right. And especially if you thinking about retirement now, Something's telling me that he knows that, so he's going to be on his 100. Right. You know, he's got to be on his A game. Right. So he's got to give it his all in this fight. Everything you've ever done in the past, you got to use everything you've ever learned now. Right. So, because he, he, knows, he knows that Lomachenko is a tough opponent. I mean, I still feel like he has things to prove. Oh, I yeah. I still feel like he has things to prove, and he's no way pound for pound, number one. By no means. Or top five. By no means. He's barely breaking top ten. You might we might have to have a debate on that. You know, not not you personally, but anybody else that thinks that out there. But I just feel like now is more the right time for Lomachenko. And I think he knows that. Exactly. Which is kind of sad. You know, they waited this long. Right. Um but it's really gonna come down to skill. And before we started, I We'll probably do another breakdown show about it later, but um, I think that skill-wise, Rigo, he impresses me. He impresses me. He's light years or better because this is the one thing I was going to tell you. Some of the things people, okay, casual fans out there in boxing, some of the things Lomachenko does, I've actually seen taught in in gyms. It's just these real little simple things that a lot of people don't do he does but the things that Rigo does I don't ever see people do that stuff that mm-hmm. stuff is 
the things he does with his things he does with his foot, his, yeah. his, his feet, his footwork. Amazing. It's amazing. But the things that Lomachenko can do done before at a right. certain level, it's just right. like it's amazing to the casual fan because they've never they've never seen the guys actually use it in the ring. It's just right. those simple little things that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to turn quick. Spin, yeah. You spin quick yeah. and you know, land those volume of punches while he's turned that in angle. Exactly. Whereas Rigo, when he fought like Nonito Donaire, mm. he's like baiting you with this left hand, making you or baiting you with this right hand, and the left hand is already there, and then he's taking these inches apart. You know, he's t- just just the way he breaks his distance down. Right. It's like another level of thing. Like when I watch that, I'm like, damn, I don't know a damn thing about boxing. That's a classic fight, right there, yeah. too, for sure. It makes me say, like, this guy, his level of skill is, it, it's just like years better than than uh, Lomachenko. Well, that's what 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 do you think went wrong with the Nick Walters fight? I mean, was Nick Walters that much below him skill-wise? Or it was like he said, I mean, he had every excuse in the book for that night. But was it something more happening? Or were we watching a guy who was, you know, levels above Waters? Because I was a Waters fan. I thought that would was an easy fight for Waters. But, man. Lomachenko, it did, he didn't so much impress me in that fight. Nick Waters disappointed me in that fight. You know what I mean? Because he didn't, from what it looked like to a fan, it looked like he didn't, something was going on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think this guy outclassed him. I don't think this guy's classier than him. You know what I mean? But he was outclassed that night, I mean, by God. I guess a question, I might have to answer that with a question because my answer slash question would be, did Walters come to fight? That's what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. mean, something was going. Yeah, yeah like, we, I can't really say that he was out skilled because he didn't do a damn thing. That's what I'm eye. saying. That's like, what I'm saying. When he fought Donaire. He, you know, fought his it's heart. It's a whole different fight. Yeah. So, a like, whole different fight. You know, I don't care what he has to say about anybody else. I'm like, you didn't really come to fight. That's the honest that's truth. That's the way it looked. I mean, I sat there and watched the whole fight. It was like, when fans. are you going to turn it on? Exactly. You have a puncher's chance, and he's in there. You got to swing on him. Right. But and even and even okay. Technically, Lomachenko might have been a better boxer, but he's not that much of a better boxer that, to me, Waters would have just had to bank on the power. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. That was a weird fight that night. But a lot of people drew a lot of conclusions, and Lomachenko's stock went up really high after that fight. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I don't know if it was deserve to you know what i mean because we don't we it was is you know that fight there's a lot of question marks about that fight what was going on with nick waters you know yeah yeah because i mean if he became with his a game we would have said yeah his stock would have went up of course but right. like alpha what what i saw in that performance it was like what, what is waters doing that's making him look great besides not doing anything By not doing anything he's not doing anything yeah. i could have been that guy in the ring and right. gave him the win and made him look like the matrix or whatever they yeah. call it you know yeah because i mean it was like water is there but not there i mean yeah. he came to came in the ring but where was a guy that did all these knock had all these knockouts right he, even before that he fought a draw uh jason sosa uh-huh. a fight that people thought he won and then this fight it was just like what is it i mean was it psychologically beaten because i mean Lomachenko really wasn't doing anything to me that that was making me say he was outclassing versus it was, I mean, it was a boxer puncher matchup, but it was like the punch is not punching, so the boxer was just having fun. I mean, and for a dude to quit, yeah. Nick quit. Yeah, he wasn't being outclassed to the point. I mean, I, I I mean, what you know? First of all, quitting for a fighter is a no no mm-hmm. in any realm, but. I mean, this dude had him frustrated that bad that he just didn't want to go on. It was that's big, man. You yeah, know, it's big. There's a lot of questions. Yeah, there's a lot of questions behind that. But um, let's look at boxer puncher Hopkins versus Trinidad. Right. Trinidad stayed in there until he he got stopped. You exactly. know, and I mean, there was never a moment in there where Hopkins wasn't earning my respect wasn't as, earning as his you know overall brilliant boxer. He was earning right. it every step of the way versus what Lomachenko was doing. Against a guy who's not throwing. Exactly. And in and, and, and that fight, we never seen Nick Waters 
It looked like he was hurt to us. Yeah, he might have felt some punches, but we never seen him like wobbly or mm-hmm. look like he took a shot that was like, whoa, you know, he yeah. just, it, I don't get it. And again, that's more reason you we take away from him because you were nowhere near out on your feet. You weren't hurt bad, but right. you quit. Right. You quit. And like you said, that's a big no in box. But um, going back to Rigandale, in all his fights, you know, his you can he's always thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always impressed me with his his very fighting. calculating. Very calculating. He's always kind of doing something. It ain't just about throwing the punches because right. a lot of people are riding the hype train with Lomachenko. I feel just because he's throwing all these damn punches. <laughs> you know, he's throwing yeah. all these punches. It yeah. looks amazing because right. the opponent's not doing anything. Where right. Rigo, he's actually taking the time to, you know, see his opponent, look at him and study him and make him do things he wants him to do. Exactly. And that's one of my favorite things about boxing, when you can make your other your opponent do what you want him to do. Exactly. With your movement. Yeah. You know, not just you jumping on him, but you make you controlling him. Right. With, with just your feet and your eye your eye contact. Right. Like when he fought uh, Charles Dickens and broke his jaw with right. one accurate punch. Come on, that's man. amazing to Come me. On. You know, people are like, oh, the fight was born before that. I'm like, the fight was only two rounds. And and what people don't understand is they say, okay, a fight was born up to this point. They don't understand that sometimes a fight, a fighter is anticipating that point. He said, I'm going to take him to round four or five and then I'm going to do this. You know, he by by round seven, he might be tenderized enough. I mean, the fighters in there thinking he's... It's not just what you see, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They thinking, oh, the fight was born until then, so like they were just fighting, and he just mistakenly broke his jaw. No, mm-hmm. that punch could have been he could have been setting that up, knowing that yeah. okay, next time he moved to the left, I'm gonna rock the jaw. Rock you know what I'm jaw. saying? I'm either knock him out. He might have thought he was gonna knock him out. Hey, he happened to break the jaw. Yeah, we don't know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But my thing is, this stuff don't be by accident, and people no. be calculating these punches and yeah. setting them up, and you know, drawing people in the traps, all kinds of stuff. It's think it's a thinking it's man's a thinking game, man. man. Yeah, and, and what people what people who don't really understand boxing, they don't know that's just as tiring. You know, what? constantly thinking for three minutes. Think, and think, yeah, trying to think how to keep somebody off your ass for three yeah. minutes. You ain't never been that tired before. Yeah, think three, think three minute round with Mike Tyson. This this Joker coming in there to kill you. You got to figure you, out. You just thinking of, of how to get away from to this. get away yeah, for three. That's gonna be the longest three minutes you ever had in your life, brother. You know, so I mean, it's just it's a rough sport, man. It's a rough, rough sport. It's rough, man. You and, know, uh, it gets. And for guys like Rigan, that gets rougher whenever you're not getting that respect to, you know right. what I mean? When you're right. not getting that right. respect. Right. That's right. why right. I think that's why he's kind of leaning towards um, retirement a little bit. Yeah. And mind you, Ant, I mean, it's something that, you know, we might see different ways, but Rigan Dial, you know, he's had that, you know, everything matters in the world. I mean, this guy's not the, the marketable guy. He's dark skinned, you know, he Cuba. mouth full of gold. He, he doesn't speak English. Those things matter. So it's like those things had hinder him in some aspect to keeping his, you know, notoriety. Yeah. From getting out there, whatever. And it is what it is. He's 37. I feel him. I mean, he ain't trying to learn English now. You know, he accomplished mm-hmm. maybe what he needed to accomplish, but you know, it's just, you know, with Lomachenko, you know, he's got this European look that, appeals to the masses you know what i'm saying i mean rigging Rig the i don't have a look that appeals to the masses right. you know what i mean right. and all the stuff matters i'm not saying nothing about either one i i got a, a look that don't appeal to the masses you know right. but i'm comfortable with that yeah but i'm just saying those things matter in all sports mm-hmm. you know like you said i mean lomachenko was getting a lot of praise and things that might not be you know he has not gone it yet because of a lot of different things, you know, he's like this pretty boy rock star type of guy, you know, this European appeal, you mm-hmm. know, so I mean, but that's more reason why I like to see the underdog, like a guy like Rigan D.I. who had to earn every bit of credit that he was given Cause you know, to win in these yeah. times, you know. Yeah, because you know without a doubt that he's earned everything. He earned everything. He's the never been given way. nothing, he brother. He's been given him. I mean, know? everything he's done, I mean, I mean, the gold medal, yeah, uh, the belts. Right. You know, I mean, look, look what he's doing to make this fight happen. Man. He's mm-hmm. saying, I'm giving up 10 years in age. I'm going up two weight class. That's, a, mm-hmm. that's hard. That's you hard. know, you got guys who don't want to fight a guy that's in their weight class, eh? Yeah. He got, he don't want to fight a yeah. guy that's in your weight. This guy's saying yeah. shit. 
He the boogeyman. I'm moving up, man. And that's you gonna hear me always use that line. These guys who moving up and calling out the boogeyman, you gotta respect that. I mean, whether yeah. they scared or not, the fact that they did it because people not doing it, people yeah. not calling people out the boogeyman. You know, they got all the excuses in the world, but yeah. for him, it's always about facing the best. Facing the best, you know, you, know? you can't knock him every time. You know? He's, he's. I mean, really, he's been the one calling him out, right? And I, and, I, and think I feel him. He's sitting back like, man, y'all giving this dude all this hype and, and press and props. He ain't done nothing. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, when I knock his head off, then will I get some credit? You know, that's the mentality they, 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 they force a fighter to have. You know, y'all mm-hmm. praising this guy. He yeah. ain't did a third of what I did. Yeah. What I got to do? Go out there and take him out. And then, you know, and yeah. he probably still won't get the credit. And because mark my words, if he go dust him off, oh, Lomachenko with an injury, yeah, he was, it's going to be a mm-hmm. bunch of, bunch of excuses like it yeah. it always is then they'll you know what i mean that, they'll bring up that loss about oh he's already lost the salido oh, yeah, yeah all this yeah. crap you know the thing the thing too with lomachenko is like you got like i said so many casual fans and you got like ufc fighters and mma fighters right. that you know probably don't even know much about boxing you know giving him these props like He's the best fighter in the world. He's the most exciting fighter. And I'm like, you must never see Andre Ward or Terrence exactly. Crawford. You know, exactly, I mean, man. these are the guys that you exactly. need to be looking at. I mean, exactly. Rigondeaux, the guys that that exactly. that have been studying the game for years. And then and explain this to me. Now, you know, Lomachenko can have the Cuban style. He's throwing punches. He's twisting and turning, doing all the stuff. You know, Floyd, it's not the Cuban style, but he's setting traps. He's twisting. He's when they throw him punches, he's not there. But, you know, he gets criticized for that. It's, you're running. You're, you're doing running. this. You're doing that. Yeah. That will never sit right with me. How one fighter is cool. Another fighter is not. And we all know why. We all know. So, yeah. you know, I just I'm going to always bring those points up. Mm-hmm. Because people need to know that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He doing the same thing that y'all condemned Floyd for. Or say that Floyd is a chicken or this, that, and the third floor. But when mm-hmm. other people do it, it's, like, it's cool with it's y'all. It's defensive magic. It's yeah. like defensive work at its best. But yeah, when Floyd does it, it's running. It's running. So, I mean, we got a platform, man. And we're going to express things that we feel true to our heart. And that's one thing I do feel true to my heart, man. That, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely... A biased sport, you know what I'm yeah, saying? All day, all day it is. But I mean, even the people that are being biased, they know the real. Right. They know the real. When it comes down to it, they know the real. Just right. like, for example, when I go on Instagram and I hear people always bashing Floyd, but they the first people online that be teaching the little kids how to fight. They be teaching, you know, whose style they be using on the mix. Floyd all Absolutely. day long. Absolutely. You talk trash about him, call him all of this. But when you got your little kids on there trying to get views off Facebook, Instagram, you in there throwing a miss. You got them shoulder rolling, exactly. blocking, and exactly. doing the whole, exactly. you know, Jeff Mayweather, and, Roger and, Mayweather. And routine. even to the extent being defensive, you don't got them in there just taking shots. What you want Floyd to go out there, do you want him to go out there and just get, you know, you teaching this guy how to not take shots. You know what I'm saying? Slip, roll, and all so, of that. So, yeah, it's, it is run, what it or, is. Or run. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so, I mean... Looking at Lomachenko and Rigan now, it's going to be two two guys that are just going to, like I said, it's going to be a skill for skill fight. Right. And Lomachenko, he's going to have to, to me, like I said, he's going to have to show me that skill that everybody's been talking about. Everybody's been talking the about. The skill that I ain't seen yet. Uh, Rigan now, he's going to have to, like I said, give it his 100. He's going to have to give it his all, man. Um, right. You know, and before I forget, too, man, like, we we already known this fight was coming. We just just got around to covering it because when we first heard it was announced, you know, we already discussed actually going to the fight mm-hmm. and to get tickets. But um, like a couple of weeks later, when I hit you up, P, uh, on the Ticketmaster, tickets were already sold out. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say, ask you, man, what does that say about this fight? I mean, it was sold I mean, out with no no promotion, tour, like no promotion. You say. Press conferences, none yeah, none of that. Of that. Just boxing yeah, no. websites, you know, giving it to giving it to work. But what does that say? It to me, it says that if you in any weight class are making the fights that people want to see, it's going to sell. You know, these are small oh, guys. We just talked about that with the heavyweight. You know, and how you know, they not making the fights. Mm-hmm. You know, if they put if they put Wilder and AJ in it, that's going to sell out. Exactly. You know, so these guys, they just use that. This is a fight people calling for boom. And the rest, the rest does it for itself. You know what I mean? All they had to do was sign the paper. Yep. So it's, 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 it's an awesome G thing. 
Yeah. Um, Crawford and Dongo, it was undisputed. It got like 1.13 million views on ESPN. So it's like, as long as you're making the fights, People will come and see. Exactly. You know? So boxing ain't dead. But I was just boxing about to say. I was just about to say that, and people yeah. talking about all it takes is one big fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All it takes is a big fight, and you know you back in action. Yeah. You know. But um, you know I'm definitely looking forward to this fight, and um, we see what happens come December. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. still team Rigging you know, Dial. I'm pulling for Rigging Dial. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I do want to give out a disclaimer, and, and this is for, you know, because people, they have been hearing Lomachenko's name, so he's he's garnering some casual fans. I'm going to let you guys know, this is going to be a boring fight because y'all don't understand boxing on a high level. The yeah. sweet science. This is not going to be slugging. You're not. So I'm already letting them know, hey, Lomachenko's about to okay, but you're going to understand it. He is a good fighter, but this is what boxing is about. You're not going to see him running there and trading and doing all this stuff. We're going to see boxing on a high level. And I'm just saying, for most they probably going to be thinking it's a boring fight. And so, yep. you know, all these team Lomacheco fans or whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine. But yeah. you're probably in for a boring fight. You know, he yeah. might win. You know, he may not win. But mm-hmm. it's you're in for a boring night because these guys are going to be thinking every second, every round. Yeah. And just so y'all know, too, it's going to be a two-way street. Both guys are going to be doing so. Don't try exactly. to put it all on Rigging now. Exactly. Don't try to say he's a boring one. Because, I mean, if he's just, if Lomachenko's just as much as a defensive wizard, it's going to be, there you go. It's going to be there you what go. you guys call boring. And if he's the most exciting fighter in the world, he he knows how to cut off the ring and, and make a guy engage who don't want to engage. That's part of being a fighter. You can, I mm-hmm. mean, you can't say, oh, he ran all night. Okay, cut the ring off. Pin them in that corner and go to work. Put the pressure. Put the pressure. You know, it's 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 a counter for that too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Definitely, man. I mean, as we get closer and closer throughout the weeks, we gonna keep on talking about it more and more. Right. So y'all know, because um, doing a full breakdown on it, you know, it's still a little early for me because, like I said, the fight can be it it is fifty fifty. Just to be honest, just because there's so many things riding, you know, and Lomachenko's. he has, he just has so many advantages at this point, but this is going to be Rigo's. This is going to be his last dance. It's going to be his fight where he's going to have to put his all into it, man. But uh, was there anything else we wanted to say about him? No, that's it, man. Like I say, it's about what two months away, a month and a half away, something like yep. that. So first week of December, man. Um, this be another fight that we um definitely be dialed into. Yeah, definitely, man. And um. Anything else you want to say in closing? Um, I do want to give a shout out to, you know, Vegan April. You know, she's been a day one supporter. And for all the people out there that are on their vegan or health kick, you can get in touch with Vegan April um, on Instagram. Um, she has smoothie bowls, kale chips, juices, all types of healthy snacks for you vegan and healthy eaters out there. Um I definitely just wanted to give her a shout and another shout out to, you know, DJ Pocket, Count Base D, Snoop for the intro track. You know, still really appreciate that. That's a um solid track. You can um actually purchase that at um online retailers. Um so go check that out. And um that's really all I got, Ant. Yeah, man, because it, it it is a thumping track, man. It's yeah, too much man. pressure, I, I be, man. And we we living in yeah. the world with too much pressure right now. Yeah, so check it out. Pressure. Yeah, so it's just one of them tracks. Like I say, every time I'm checking out the podcast, you know, going back and reviewing the episode, I make sure I go all the way back just so that part thump in my car as soon as it start, you know, that little funk, you know, yeah. and I wind up playing the track. So, right. but yeah, it's a dope track. And definitely shout out to all our listeners out there. Right. You know, everybody that's been supporting. But, yeah. um, yeah, that's pretty much all we got. Uh, again, like I always say, just make sure you check us out and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just look up Just Absolutely Boxing or hashtag Jab Podcast. When you type it in, it's like one of the only thing that comes up. So, you know, we in our own lane, just so you right. know. We in our own lane. We <laughs> all gonna stay in our own lane. We gonna stay in our own lane. So just hashtag Jab Podcast. Uh, like us and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure you guys check out the uh, actual website, jabeffect.com I'm with my partner P yeah we signing out I'm Anthony yeah we signing out man y'all have a good one